indie left, indie left, news and politics and all the rest. So much to do on the YouTube, so they curate a list for you. Do you wanna watch your favorite creator or have a chat on Discord later? Well, you better get hip to indie left, indie left, indie left dot news. Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. Being off camera? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. And I think we're live. Cool. I'm looking at my restream dashboard. And we are going live. Let's just wait for everything to come up. Streaming monitor. Very nice. Oh, that's cool. I've never really done this like that. To watch restream and see how it comes online okay we're online with youtube hello to anyone who's waiting thank you for being here it's sending data to it's still too. connecting to twitch it looks like right now sending data all right all right yeah hi everyone if we're live You're, we're hello. live but we i'm showing the uh just the robbie uh thumbnail right now until okay oh, i think up oh, twitch Twitch came up. We're muted. Why are we muted? Yep. Why well, I was saying like you you have the thumbnail up. No, no, we're muted. They can they they can hear us. They can hear us. Okay, Who's so now first? we're gonna go to and now they're gonna be able to see us in about a second. Hello, everybody. We are live. What up? Nice. Everyone. You should be able to see what I'm seeing, Robbie, in in the Zoom yeah. window. Cool. Let me yeah, start we, recording. Recording again. in progress. Cool. So we're recording yeah. on Zoom. We just have your we have your thumbnail. Nice. Is what I see. Like it, like it. So, so lovely bit of graphic design that you put together. For all of our friends watching, this is this is the legendary. I've been watching and reading this guy for ages and watching him on every show, DMing with him and, and subscribing to his newsletter, and I'm honored to have him here. This is Robbie Yeager, extraordinaire writer from Politify News, MCSC Network. Welcome, Robbie. What's up, guys? Uh, you know, it's finally actually nice being able to, like, talk to you, like, more than just, like, you know, DM. Because, you know, we have been actually communicating for a while now. You've been an amazing uh, supporting uh, my work and stuff, especially uh, since I started the Substack. So, you know, can't thank you enough for, like, uh, what you – not only what you've done for me, but, how you know, just how you guys amplify other – uh, independent voices that you know don't get enough love out there because there are are there are there are plenty for sure yeah. yep absolutely yep and uh so this is reef everybody everybody knows reef down here i'm indy just so howdy, everybody howdy. everybody knows who's who uh and those guys have the the zoom green boxes around them you'll probably be able to see that you won't see that for me but you'll see my uh my my, my meters jumping up and down so you'll know who's talking um Again, before, uh, before we start, ah, I yes, have before we start, stuff to go get. Reef has a surprise. I want to toast. I want to toast the you know efforts of our man Robbie here. Robbie Jaeger definitely gets Jaeger right uh, from the freezer. Careful. So, well, okay. Well, it's from the freezer. Okay. So at least yeah, at least there's that. God, you know, frozen frozen shot glass. It's it's good to go, bro. I'm I'm. I spent enough time in New Orleans to be perfectly fine. 
when I get a politify when I get a politify email, Jeez. I yell out, "It's Jeez. another Jaeger bomb." So he's like, "Yeah, I'm not." Dude. <laughs> oh, we've how's we've, that going down? Oh, dude. yeah. Like, like, like it doesn't even taste like Jaeger. That's like, yeah, it's just the, the licorice taste. Completely, yeah, yeah. just Smooth sugar, alcohol. That's that's all that's left. Oof. Yeah, no, man. Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's it's an acquired taste, and I'm sure everyone has tried to get you to like like it. Because I mean, look, I've had my share. Little... Yeah, let's just yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a thing that's like I've got the only thing I the only memories like I have like just my memories, and I've got the deer head shot glass right. somewhere around here somewhere just to around like remember here. that i just remember, remember that I actually all the nights it. that you can't like you know, all you those know. nights like just sitting around like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i know man yep. cool i had cool. yeah I've, it's been a long strange trip with the last name so i've been like jaeger yep. for like the alcohol you know of course throughout my entire life it's been called you know Whatever. jaeger or Jagger even. So like people have actually asked me oh, yes. if I'm related to Mick Jagger <laughs> and or what or or Chuck or Chuck Jaeger. And in both cases, right. their names are spelled completely different. Chuck Jaeger different. is spelled with a Y. And yeah. uh, Mick J- Jagger is come on. Two, know, two, obviously not. Yeah. I You're wish not even I wish. You're right. I'm not sorry. Yeah, I, was, I, I wish. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd be sitting here doing this right now. Like if I had Uncle Mick. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I'm just gonna be rude. But I definitely, I definitely thought your work deserved deserved a toast for that. Well, I appreciate every that. time I every time I see your stuff, dude, it's like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. Let me just scroll through and get all those dirty little details you put in there, and uh, it's it's great. The stuff your stuff on AOC, which should be covered way more, you know, like all that all that stuff, you know. If only the mainstream media knew how good your stuff was, they'd they'd well, they'd post it. I wonder why they don't. Well, some they, of them they do. do. They do. They, they, they do. Do they now? <laughs> they do. Yeah, yes. I've, I've actually got. I mean, look, I'm like, I'm not gonna like drop it in, but like, yeah, I've, I've do got a few blue checks that you know may or may not you know comb through my stuff on occasion, and you know yeah. that's that's fine because I mean honestly, like there are some there are some good ones out there. And um, yeah, I feel like I've got the respect of people I respect. Uh, in well, the field, like there's, there's only that's, I, you know, I feel like the stuff you you do, and like again, all those the guys who used to be at the intercept who are now at the gray zone, and you know, all these all these little groups of investigative guys, right, who are willing to take the time to to dive deep on a subject and focus on it and stuff, and actually get some real journalism done there's there's not many of you out there right there's only like not anymore uh, you know uh, like a handful yeah there i mean yeah a lot like, more i mean because i i i think the space is different now uh i mean i mean look i mean there's a few mm-hmm. outlets out there that are still you know really doing this stuff like gray zone was a great example uh yep. daily poster is another one they do great work over there um you know so i mean uh, but this type of journalism isn't really flashy. I know. No. I mean, Poster gets some a lot of love for theirs, right? And you know, but yeah, you know, so they. But you've got established, uh, you know, journalists and you know, um, you know, talking head pundits over there. You know, you know, Sirota, right? You know, he's anything he says, you know, it's going to get run, right? So I mean, and 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 that's good for them. I mean, he's, at least he's using his. Uh, he's actually using his platform to, you know 
at least yeah, those corruption. Some, you know, follow the money stuff. He does some follow the money stuff. I, and, and like I said, that that type of journalism isn't flashy, right? So I'm only really using them. Like you might see one of their stories go viral, but you know, more often than not, uh, you know, our, the stuff that we do is just going to kind of get lost in the lost in the ether. You know, ether. By the time when it's all said and done, um, because let's just face it, there are more, you know. There, there are other stories out there that are more sensational. Let's just say that, right? Unless you're right. like hitting the the mother load with something, and, and and it also really depends on your audience too. I mean, I, I like to think. I mean, I make I, I do my journalism for everyone, right? I try to. Obviously, I have my own opinions, right? And that's going to shine through uh, as much as I like to think that it won't. It eventually will. This, I, I try to save it for Twitter, right? I try to keep it right. out of the the journalism, but. Would it surprise me if there are some sections that are a little bit more slanted than maybe they should be? Of course, of course there are. It's just human nature. Even though I, yeah. I would say that I do try to go out of my way to peer, you know, peel those parts out. But you know, the fact that the matter is, is that a lot of my audience are progressive, right? And you know, as much as I really don't really know how I feel about that term, but I feel like yeah. they would identify as that. And, labels are bad okay right like, well i mean it's just know. so malleable at this point and the term progressive has been long co-opted and co-opted yeah yes. oh, uh, yeah. for more than so, a year now you know, it's oh for longer oh, for for much more yeah i mean well yeah, you've been on American that you, progress you were on that you know, long so, before I mean, me you know admittedly um right. i, I had know, my awakening a little more than a year ago Others had it earlier, right. um, specifically with regard to the big behemoth out of California that we don't even want to mention. Um, <laughs> well, but, and, uh, but I would say I would say this though, like if I report on, if I were to, if I were to report on, and I mean, trust me, I'm I've got numerous document requests out right now for groups on the right and the left. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. if I were to get my hands on, say, like, um. Uh, what's it what, what was the i'm trying to think the america first policy institute right that was the big mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the big dark money group that was behind uh america first action trump's big super PAC. or say i were to get my hands on one nation's uh carl rove's uh big you know outfit that spent like an ungodly amount of money in the 2020 election like if i were to get my hands on some right wing group right, right. it's going to get far more run than it would if I report on, say, Sunrise Movement or something yep. like that. Um, you know, so right. that has to take into account too, because I mean, look, let's just be for real. There's a lot of there's a lot of denial. I feel like in leftist circles about what a lot of these groups actually are like, just technically, right? I mean, I, I had a discussion with somebody today, you know, because I ha- I mentioned that you know whenever it's a conservative 501c4 which is you know obviously a, a type of uh nonprofit organization or tax exempt organization yeah right uh that don't have to disclose their donors which where dark money comes from right um your organization is a 501c4 you don't have to disclose where your money or who gives you your money uh which means that nobody knows where your money comes from ergo you know if you donate it to a political campaign or you use it for political purposes that is political dark money um and that applies to organizations large and small and i try to and and i feel like every dollar matters because if you don't report on what's going on in your own backyard nobody's going to take you seriously when you're yelling about what's going on across the street uh and i feel like so 
yeah, I can get a lot of, I could just sit here and only look for right wing groups. Um, and it would probably be like beneficial to my subscriber count or, you know, the, the amount of times my articles go viral or stuff, but I tend to look for things that, you know, sometimes, yeah, I know there's other guys out there that working for the big boys that are looking for the same things I'm looking for, but a lot of times there's nobody that's going to touch the stuff I'm talking about. And I'm not saying that to like toot my own horn, but I'm saying that actually it's just like, it's more of a bad thing. There's so much corruption. You can't keep up with it all. All of us can't. Well, it's not even that. It's just, there's just such a cult of personality. Mm -hmm. And and, and look, as a journalist, you start to see this shine through in, in your work, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'll get, uh, so I report on, um, on Nancy Pelosi's like stock trades and stuff. Right. Uh, and then I get a bunch of, now do Trump's right in my comment section. Right. Uh, And then say I turn around and I talk about, I I don't know, let's just say uh, somebody What's just, Oh, Marjorie Taylor green. Right. I did some Marjorie (laughs) Taylor green stuff on her Stark stuff in my comments. It's now do Pelosi. And I'm like, I just did. Right. You know, like I, I, I do this for you. I don't do this for me. I could just look it up and not report it. Like, and you guys can maybe know about it. Maybe never not. I mean, if it wasn't for me, and I mean, what? How many people do you think would know that? Sun, uh, how much money Sunrise Movement gets uh, from like dark money sources like sixteen thirty? Um, you know, how many people do you think would? I mean, would anybody have reported? Nobody's reported on it except for me. I don't think they want to I mean, know. So I, I really, I really think that they, so that I, they don't want anybody to to really report on what they're doing on their side, but they want a light shown on the other side. And all their corruption exposed yeah. because they don't think that there's any corruption happening on on the left, like like you said. And clearly, that's that's not what's happening out there. Um, there's plenty of dark money just, money funneling into the Democratic Party. It's it's not in the left left, but the the left left has no real money and power in the United States. Let's well, the left left wouldn't accept that, in the, in at least in my yeah. opinion, like that's not that's okay. Because look, whenever you bring it up to all of these so-called progressive organizations like, okay, well you say billionaires are bad and that dark money is bad. And yet, and super PACs are bad. And yet you check all three of these boxes nearly every single time. Uh, a lot of these progressive groups do. And yep. so when you bring that up, you get the same thing. You get the same answer ironically that you got from Elizabeth Warren during the 2019 primaries, whenever she famously came out and, you know, railed against, I won't have a super PAC, I won't have this, and then literally got a $14 million billionaire boost from a pop-up super PAC that was just for her, and whenever this was brought up to Elizabeth Warren, her answer was, well, we can't just unilaterally disarm. Disarm, that's right, unilaterally disarm. Unilaterally disarm. And and that's the same answer you get from progressive groups, because let's just face it, if it's conservative 501c, it's a dark money group. If it's a centrist 501c4, like Third Way, or Center for American Progress, right? Same thing. But if it's a progressive 501c4, such as Sunrise or, uh, you know, other like uh, Center for Popular Democracy, uh, I think People's Action, right? Like America Votes, if you want to count them, you don't necessarily have to like indivisible. The Working Family Party or here's the spoiler guys working families party isn't really funded a whole lot by working, by working families, families. i just wanted you to 
you know, I'm not so if that's going to be a surprise to anybody. But the fact of the matter is, but whenever they're those five, those 501Cs, we call those active grassroots activists, right? And yeah, I think it's kind of disingenuous to do that. Like we have to hold them not necessarily like just accountable, but like we have to hold ourselves like responsible for our beliefs, right? So if we believe dark money is bad, then I feel uncomfortable with endorsing a group that uses that practice to raise their money like i just don't understand and then again like why don't you why can't you just disclose your donors your major donors right like the fec would not require you to don't to disclose your identity if you donated less than 200 dollars over the course of a cycle right yeah that would just go down as an unitemized disclosure so like or an anonymized donation and i would say like the same rules should apply to nonprofits like if you're doing if you truly are being grassroots funded you know small dollar donations boom you know disclose fine that. don't disclose you shouldn't have to but if you got whales right because you know i'm looking at like i'm looking at tax documents that are listing like a hundred of some odd donors with no names just amounts and some of them are like 12 million dollars two million dollars two million dollars there's like 40 people that would donate like fifteen thousand, twenty-five thousand dollars, or whatever the case may be with no absolutely no identity um that's not good for that's not good for our politics it's not good for our country because what it's doing is it's letting billionaires oftentimes right um route their money through organizations that are protected with an with anonymity um and influence and, and and just straight up influence our politics and we can't match that you and i right we're not yeah. we don't have the we don't have the capabilities to just throw 14 million dollars at anything um with and 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 that's the reason why you know super PACs are obviously bad because they allow for the same thing but at least in that case super PACs have to tell you who their money or where their money is coming from dark money groups can can donate to super PACs but at least there's some kind of accountability there but with these groups there's absolutely no accountability they can go out and say and do and do whatever they want and and nobody can say hey well hey uh this is whose fault it is or this is who's funding them because they're like we don't have to tell you and they won't yeah so i'm i'm wondering what what your process is right Mm -hmm. you know for for people out there in in the space that's watching who who want to do the things that you do because we desperately need more people that do that. Right. What, where do you start? Like what, when you, when you, you know, look at a story or you're, you're about to start one, what's, what's your like first go-tos where are you going to look first? Well, right? how does your, okay. You know, so break that down. Sure. So my process really starts with building on what I did before. And I know that's kind of like uh, so when I first started, really, it was who are the great financial disclosures? Because, uh, you know, look, I mean, there's there is certain journalism that takes access to do right. Like, I, I don't yeah. have any access. I don't have any D.C. connections. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't have any campaign connections. Right. Um, so and I, I mean, I, I live in North Carolina in the middle of North Carolina. So, I mean, I literally, you know, there's not much going on here. Yeah. Uh, but I did find that, hey, there is a whole area of journalism that you can do from anywhere. Um, and that's the public disclosure reporting. Um, so 
And this is why some of the reporting can be kind of slow sometimes. And then sometimes it could be a whole lot all at once uh, because public disclosures, obviously from a variety of places um, and, and usually a bureaucracy of some sort, um, it, it takes them time to when they finally get around to uploading the documents onto their public database, right. you know, there are certain deadlines. So, you know, again, that's why some of my activity can be sporadic. So there's a few things that I wake up in the morning and I check every single day. Um, so let's just start there. You know, normally I would wake up, uh, I would check to see the new, the uploading of, uh, you know, new stock disclosures from members of Congress um, okay. and see if there's anything new there. Um, there usually is a couple of things. A lot of these congressmen, and women, they do have like blind trusts, IRAs, 401ks, stuff like that. That's not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's irrelevant, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's always worth reporting on because in the grand scheme of things and in reality, how much, I mean, honestly, how much power do we have for our 401ks, right? I mean, um, it's different when we're talking about like trusts because you have some say in that, right? So we got to kind of like, you know, if, if you're involved in like a mutual fund or something like that. So some of that stuff can, can, can kind of get, I mean, because what you're looking for when you're looking for that, right, is obviously, we, I think we can all three agree that I don't think that it's a good idea for elected officials to be able to own stock in the companies that they are charged with for regulating. Sure. Okay. And, I did see, I did see on TikTok that there, there was some people going around sharing like, right, if Nancy, if Nancy buys something, you buy like uh, well just because the problem, you know problem with that is by the time you buy it money's already been made already gone so, yeah yeah so yeah. you're probably you know because <laughs> like, she doesn't have to disclose it until yeah until like 30 days or so later uh yeah. and by then she's long since made her money and oh, they're buying the, uh, and they're buying yes. the options <laughs> they're they're also buying options based upon what yeah. they what they know is going to happen over yep. the next six months and legislation happened. that hasn't happened yep. yet and the narratives that haven't happened yet and you think they're not yeah, sitting Martha at the dinner Stewart table does anything close hey, hey yeah. she gets sent to club hey, fed so. hey paul you know i had a conversation today with our folks over at microsoft about about some military funding and and, and about a contract for the military and paul goes "Ooh, maybe yeah. i'll buy some, some I mean, put options on, on microsoft for 18 months from now like and again how how plausible is that extremely correct i mean right. and, and i think that's the the rightful reason why people have made such a stink about pelosi in particular uh because she's just so out in the open about it like yeah dude you're putting in like these call and these strikes that you're uh, that you're putting or these puts and strikes that you're that you're calling out here uh you're she's making a absolute killing i think she made like four million off the microsoft Yep, they made five million. Uh, it was, but it's not it's not her, you know, it's it's that 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 oh, um, yeah, right. hedge fund it's that Paul husband. and her husband are right. in. And it's not <laughs> just them. There he's a partner in in it with a bunch of different people, but still uh, of course they're wildly course. profiting off of, oh, yeah. off of off of insider knowledge, there's no doubt. I mean, they should honestly, that's that that's the biggest most blatant case of insider trading right now I've seen. And nobody wants to talk about that. Like it gets brought up briefly and then of course just like most scandals or whatever or, or or negative reporting that goes against uh mainstream democrats i mean let's just be for real guys most of the mainstream media is controlled by at least it, it, it basically operates as an extension of the democratic party in a lot of ways um and 
and especially the and, well the intelligence community for one but the democratic party uh in a lot of other ways too so like lots of negative stories are not going to get a lot of run on lots of major networks you're going to get fox and that's the thing and that's kind of the genius of the strategy like really if i'm going to be honest is because if enough major or enough credible outlets uh who just all happen to be on the same side of the spectrum as far as politics goes if mm. they all discredit if they all independently discredit a single story and all you have is say fox news and or newsmax covering said story then it's really easy that the the fake news labeling strategy works really under well biden's laptop with with a lot of people yeah. that maybe aren't looking past surface level stuff i mean because look again guys not everybody does what we do and look as deep as we look. I mean, I think that's why we all kind of, at least in part, why we do what we do is so that we can hopefully educate others or at least interest others or pique others' interest into looking below the surface on certain things. Um, yeah. So when it comes to, you know, like the insider trading stuff or the stock stuff, like, yes, you can find all that stuff. There's a wonderful website called politicalmoneyline.com. Um, it updates every day. Um, it updates the the stock disclosures every day it updates um uh the fara the foreign agents registration, registration. act uh, it up it, it updates those filings uh, every day that can also be a great source i'm not a great fara guy i'm not gonna lie to you um because i feel like a lot of this goes on with uh i feel like a lot of this has to go on with uh Again, like I said, like what I've learned before. So like over the course of reporting and doing this stuff, you learn names, like, you know, and you learn companies, you learn entities and law firms and, and, and consultancies, and then you see them pop up later and it'll pop up again. And then you'll start to see correlations, right? And then the reporting comes a little bit easier because now you start to know what you're looking for as far as what is it that I'm reporting on, right? So, you know, after I wake up and I check uh, you know, the stock disclosures, and then I check the uh, FARA reports to see if there's any names or anything jumping out on that. I don't really spend a whole, whole lot of time on that, not gonna lie. There's other guys that are way better at that than me. Um, I jump over to the U.S. Office of Governmental Ethics, uh, the U.S. OGE. Uh, that is where members of the executive branch, uh, cabinet members, right, stuff, stuff, stuff like that. Any, uh, any White House executive usually uh, that has to be confirmed or appointed directly by the president, I believe, um, usually has to file. I know all the members of the cabinet, anybody that's got to be confirmed by the Senate has to file a financial disclosure, not just whenever they're nominated, but whenever they make a transaction, uh, which quite honestly is far less often than members of Congress, because unlike members of Congress, a lot they of don't times, have money. Uh, members of the ex well, but members of the oh yeah they oh boy no huh? but actually Biden's cap Biden's oh, cabinet got is money. rather oh, yeah. rather oh yeah they got lots of money and but the thing is is that executive branch officials are required to divest like ninety nine percent of the time uh, due to ethics waivers that they have to sign and ethics agreements now don't get me wrong they get to sign these little neat things called certificates of divestitures beforehand. Uh, that allow them to skate on the capital gains taxes so they don't have to pay that. Mm. Uh, uh, so there's that little nifty thing, and almost all of them of wait. Course. And yeah. what about funneling uh, it through the kids, like, like the Pelosi's have also done, the Bidens have also done? They they also can, so, can oh, use that as an entity in a vehicle. 
No. Well, I, there... you know, it's kind of no. I mean, a lot of times, like whenever John Kerry and his wife finally divested, whenever they got their position, um, they emptied out the kids' trusts too. Wow. Um, I believe that you know, I, I don't quote me on that because uh, my memory is fuzzy. Because I, I did do some reporting on that, uh, and I've seen to remember that yeah, like they got they pretty much emptied it out. Um, now a lot of times they move it over to. Uh, you know, like index funds, right? Because it's a lot harder to say that you're 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 playing favorites with one particular company uh, whenever you just can disperse it throughout an entire sector. Right. right? You're betting you the know, market. The, you're betting the market right. with an index fund, sure. So you know, well, um, of course, I want. It's good for me if the market goes up. It's good for everybody. You can just you can say that and get away with it. And a lot of times, I jump into like municipal bonds uh, and stuff like that. Um, so there's that. And then, you know, look, I mean, I, there's, again, I'm just looking for updates every day and I'll jump over to uh, the FEC website. I have to refresh that like a hundred times a day because stuff's constantly rolling in. I'm looking for, you know, look, candidate reports, super PAC reports. Those are scheduled. Those are coming uh, the 20th of every month. And then like the 15th of April, July, October, and January. Right. So those are your quarterlies and your monthlies. Uh, And, you know, those kind of those are more active during actual election years. Right. But like 2021. Yeah, there's been lots of stuff like Peter Thiel has been the big story so far, like 20 million dollars jumped in like into two super PACs. Uh, You know, the Republicans, uh, the Republican parties uh, in like in there, like the NRCC, the NRSC. They're out raising Democrats so far this year. I'm not sure if many people are aware of that. And I'm not really sure exactly how significant that is. Actually, you know, it's an off year right now. Uh, But the Republican Party is not playing games Um, as far as fundraising goes. Democrats are getting a lot of money from the Joe Biden Victory Fund. You know, they're getting a lot of money through Nancy Pelosi's Victory Fund. That's what's carrying all the water for Democrats. Republicans are getting a lot of this more dispersed. I mean, they're still getting some big money, uh, but not in chunks quite as large as what Democrats are. Um, and, you know, that's all stuff that you're able to pick up from um, navigating the FEC website. And again, this is all just stuff like as you go, you learn when things come out, you learn, you know, how to navigate these filings. They're really not that difficult. You know, once you kind of just put two and two together, it's, I mean, they're not all spelled out, but they are you can read them if you can just kind of just understand what you're looking at right and again over time that it just comes to you like that so you know what you're looking for you're looking for a big billionaire name i mean honestly that's what you're looking for in my case is that whenever a new super pack or a super pack posts its uh, quarterly donations right um first thing i'm doing a obviously i want to see how much they raised um, but B, I'm going straight to finding out. I'm looking for I'm looking for names of corporation. I'm looking for names of um, you know obviously prominent mega donors. You know, so if it's like a D, if it's like Priorities USA, I'm looking for you know Dustin Moskovitz. I'm looking for Donald Sussman. I'm looking for George Soros. I'm looking for you know Carla Dravetson. I'm call you know I'm looking for the big names. If it's a right Adelson, Miriam uh, Adelson, right, right, sure. Um, right. And know, yeah. Yeah. Adelson and, and Griffin. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. Ken Griffin, stuff like that, you know, he's been, he's been doing yeah. a lot. Um, 
I, actually, so I figured while, while we're talking about looking at that, let's just throw up right now and do a little advertising for you and, and throw sure. up Politify right there so everybody sees what it is. Okay, everybody can go there. They can subscribe for free. Uh, there are some articles up there for free. It's a kick-ass Substack. It's at jaegers.substack.com. Uh, I had that up above above Robbie's name, but we'll keep that up there so you can see the URL up at the top. Uh, I, I'm excited that, that you started this. I, I thought this is a great idea to report on the dirty dealings, but it's just a receptacle for you to really put out whatever you find anything, whether that's on the right, on the left, because the money follows both sides. It doesn't care which political party is in power. It's going to follow both sides. So so that's mm-hmm. really cool. And th- again, this is the most recent article that you just published the other day talking about future forward USA action. OK, right. Which is, again, dark money spending. And I believe this is spending on Democratic candidates. This is money going toward mm-hmm. the quote unquote left. But we all know that the Democratic Party is anything but left. You can see I'm, I'm one of the likes and everybody needs to go there and like that. Go and get, get, give Robbie some love. Give Robbie some hearts. You can subscribe to Politify. You can see I'm already subscribed, so now I can gift a subscription. I'm a founding member, as a matter of fact, but it's 50 bucks yes, for are. a year or $5 for a month. The minute that he said he was putting that out, I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm, I'm signing up, and I want to be a founding member. So, again, Robbie digs into actual tax filings that, that these guys are submitting, and I love that, that you're doing that. All right. And again, right. We're, we're just going to I go through these and, and this is one of the things I like to do on the Saturday night show is just actually show people what the article is, read a little bit and, and, and give a little commentary. And I figured having the guy who wrote the article here even better, uh, but but sure. what future forward yeah. USA action is, um, who who comprises that this organization? Uh, do we even know? Um, and well, then what we, they're we doing know a little. Yeah, so we know a little bit about Future Forward. So Future Forward USA uh, is, like you said, at its core, a dark money group, a 501c4, uh, based out of Silicon Valley and funded by, um, assumedly, some very wealthy Silicon Valley players. Uh, Obviously, they don't disclose their donors, but we do have some clues as to some of their relationships uh, that they have out there. So... I think it's easier to start with actually 2020 Future Forward USA, uh, their pack, their super pack, uh, late late in the cycle, like around uh, like around October, they launched like a hundred million dollar pro Joe Biden advertising blitz. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and so I mean that look that that put them that that launched them into like top three uh, biggest super pack spenders. Uh, for the entire cycle, it, it was uh, it was it was crazy. Now they raised roughly 150 million dollars during the 2020 cycle. Almost all of that came after June, which is significant. Uh, whenever we get to this next part, um, but you know, most of that money came from either like about 60 million dollars came from Future Forward USA Action, their their dark money group that is the uh, basically the parent organization of that super PAC, right? The owners of that super PAC, they funded it themselves to the tune of 60 million. Um, and then Facebook co-founder, Dustin Moskovitz, um, who in his own right is, has become a major democratic power player as far as on the, on the donation circuit. Um, 
he donated 45, roughly $45 million to Future Forward Super PAC as well. So between the foundation and Moscovitz, you've got uh, 105, 106 million of their 150 million that they raised, right? They also got some help from, uh, I think, uh, Eric Schmidt of Google, right? You got some help from uh, 1630 Fund, who was just another massive uh, dark money group who also spent roughly 60 million uh, during the camp during the 2020 election. Um, and they're actually going to be relevant here soon because it's something I just found out before we uh, before we started doing this. Um, so I actually got my hands on the tax returns for Future Forward for their fiscal year of 2019, um, which had not been publicly available yet. I did manage to get a source that uh, let that that sent them to me. And, uh, you know, there's no date. And here's the thing. Fiscal years in the tax world, it's, they're, they're crazy. They're all over the place, quite honestly. Some, some are your straight January through December. Some are June to July, uh, you know, or July to June, you know, uh, some even end in May, right? So it's kind of crazy. And there's no dates on this filing other than the date of which they received their only funding for whatever that period was. Uh, which was, I cannot see it, but I can't see it from what I'm looking at right here. Oh. But it was, um, I want to say it was in May. <laughs> I don't have the filing up in front of me. I'm so sorry. Um, You're good. But yeah, it was a $5 million uh, donation of about 27,500 shares of Facebook stock. Oh, I um, saw that. Yes, now, you did. I saw that up top. Yeah, 27,500 so, shares of Facebook, $5 million on, on May, May 24th. You can right-click them, Robbie, and pin them, okay. and it'll make them bigger. But uh, so, yeah, so it leads me to believe that since they're reporting a transaction, yeah, from May, right, uh, that more than likely the fiscal year for this filing ends in June, Uh which makes sense as to why you would wait until after your fiscal year ends to start loading up uh, with money or start sending out a bunch of money because it quite honestly buys you another year um, away from the election uh, to have to disclose any of it. And, yeah. uh, you know, that you're hoping by then nobody's paying attention anymore because we're on to a new election cycle. Uh, and so that's look i mean look they, they only had like five million dollars in the bank at the end of like with this filing right so let's just say june end of june 2020 they had uh you know five million in the bank they wound up spending 60 million Jeez. so the majority of that spending or the majority of the money that they even got to spend in the first place came after june which means that almost all the bulk of all of this information is going to be on the next uh, next year's filing. So, I mean, uh, we may have to wait a whole nother year before we find out exactly, um, you know, it, it, it sucks, right? Because we may not get any answers for like a long time. Um, I what? did find out today I was sent some information that an actual, there was another dark money group that sent, future forward about 6.7 million dollars in october of 2020 um this was found in documents that were reported by axios um earlier this year in june uh and i, I don't yeah. think it was like i think it was kind of like uh probably like slipped over really like it wasn't really talked about but that's like the only other donor we know about these guys these guys spent like 140 million dollars over uh, their super PAC spent like over 140 million dollars overall 
uh, they themselves spent over 60 in an election. Yeah. And we have no idea who funds them. And even like the North Fund, like I mentioned, their entire budget is paid for by uh, the 1630 Fund, which is just nobody knows who funds them either. Uh, you know, where'd so, the money go? And, I mean, most of it, I would guess, is to television, print, advertising, and consultants. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, as far as like their their documented expenses on their uh, tax report, I mean, most of it was to. I mean, they only spent four million dollars before the deadline, and it, it was mostly on ads and stuff like that. They paid like a pollster about like hundred and thirty grand or something like that just to do some, uh, probably some just some research on what they're going to be doing the ads about uh, they, they build themselves as like really data driven again, because we're talking about a bunch of Silicon Valley guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to use analytics and stuff like that. Um, and they became one of the, like, again, they were one of the biggest forces of the 2020 uh, super PAC uh, race. And again, I've been trying to find anything I can on these guys uh, for months now. And like, eh, they are very tight lipped. They won't, they don't respond to pretty much any kind of requests at all. Um, and it, it, it was founded by a bunch of Obama, like ex Obama data gurus. They, they worked on the Obama campaign and they were really into like the, you know, the, the data and analytics stuff. And they were like really just, I guess, doing some really groundbreaking work. They went over to work for this firm called Civis Analytics for a while until they broke off and are now obviously have started future forward over the last couple of years. And I mean, again, nobody knows who's funding them, hopefully. uh, And this kind of brings me to like the next part of like, how do I do what I do is that you can, the tax, the tax filing thing, uh, there's two things. Like you can go to the IRS website. They do have a tax exempt organization search where you can look up organizations either by their EIN, their employee identification number, or by their name, uh, and it will give you the la- the latest uploaded tax return. The only problem is, is that the IRS is going through a huge backlog right now for whatever reason, and that, that uh, usually it takes about, honestly, it takes them already like a year to upload these filings in the first place. So my 20, so say my organization's 2019 taxes won't be available, like they're due November, 2019, right? Or I'm so sorry. My tax filings for 2019 that cover 2019 aren't due until, you know, like sometime in 2020 and they won't be available until after that, you know, so it takes forever to get these things public, but also ProPublica. And this is how the donors are found, right? Like, so, Mm -hmm. okay, well, Robbie, if it's dark money, how do you know who donated to them? Um, this method does not work for individuals because individuals just write a check and walk away. But the thing about dark money or the thing about these nonprofits is that they may not have to disclose who gave them money, but they definitely have to disclose where they spend their money. And through the ProPublica full text search database, right, you can actually key in the name of an organization and it will scan every document ProPublica has in their uh, tax form database uh, for that term. And it will return you every tax form uh, with that term in the form, right? Now, wow. there are a few exceptions to this, right? It's, okay, it's really useful. So individuals, you won't be able to find, but institutions, other nonprofits, you will be able to find, unless 
the method of them uh the method of their uh tax return right was not filed electronically instead it was filed just by being straight scanned or faxed right uh and with that case uh the obviously the algorithm won't be able to look through it because it's not like a text document if that makes any sense right it's just a faxed image um i can't hear you reef um yeah it had to be converted or whatever right say what now it had to be converted or, or, or right it would have there. it would have to be converted over into like a, at least a pdf format or something or i mean even yeah. probably something a little better than that you know something that at least you can alter right unless yeah. it's other because like Rokana filed his financial disclosures this way. It's like he scans them and then puts them in a fax machine and then faxes and then goes. Like, it's it's the muddiest, worst, like oldest look I've ever seen. And they're like a hundred pages long because he's got like so much like stuff in his trust account. So like I know that he does that because he hates reporters. Like me. I'm almost positive he might not ever admit it, but like. <laughs> I mean, but unless you're doing it, like, again, unless it's like a nice, clean PDF, and a lot of them are, a lot of the newer ones are, uh, that are coming out, so the database is constantly growing, and, you know, like, again, like, there was 52 results for Sunrise Movement as of, like, August, right? Mid-September, I loaded up, now there's 102, Um, you know, so now we got a whole bunch more data to sift through. Uh, You never really know when these things are going to come, so you got to check them every single day. But yes, that's how you find certain things uh, like open society Soros stuff. He he's one of the guys that just faxes his stuff through. Right. He doesn't. So you can't like really search through his with uh, a fine tool. Uh, but what you can do is go to his website and search the grant database and that'll tell you everything you need to know. So like there's alternate methods. You can do the same thing with Bill Gates. You can do the same thing with uh, Pierre Omidyar's Democracy Fund. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing with the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. Uh, always just go to the site. Uh, the, Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors, I believe, also. Uh, you, a lot of these sites have grant databases that, you know, look, if you can't get the actual tax form, you may be able to find something on the website. Um, you know, you never know. Um, but again, I think that that's important really because a lot of these groups especially on the left build themselves as some like they're grassroots right and whenever i say that something is grassroots what does that make you think um, well that it, that it's user you know, funded, funded and that by, you know for by people yeah. who have no money but but grassroots doesn't mean no money we know that average average lower uh, you know donation right you right. know classic, grandma's with five bucks, bucks right well, I mean, the yeah. grassroots, yeah, I mean, normal, average Joe, you know, people that middle yeah. class and below lower class people, you know, you know, yeah. people that can't afford to give millions of dollars, like grassroots. And that's the whole point of it is because like, these are the, the people that are touching the grass where I live, right? They're not the people in the penthouse. Right. Um, yeah. And time and time again, these, the people in the penthouse are the ones giving these grassroots organizations a large bulk of their funding um but the but the the organizations never talk about it and and yeah. i f- i find that to be quite i mean it's it's offensive and I, and i say that because a lot of people donate to these groups yeah. because they trust these groups because they don't think these groups take money from the billionaires that they rail against constantly 
that are spending millions of dollars annually in our elections trying to do nothing other than influence the politicians and the messaging surrounding them. And, you know, whenever you don't tell your, you're trying to get a bunch of young people that really genuinely want change, right? Yeah. You're scamming them. <laughs> and that's the way I feel sometimes is because like, I, I, I just like, it, be honest with the people that you want money from, right? Like, don't sit here and say that we're against billionaires and we're against the establishment and this, that, and the third. Like somebody was trying to tell me that, you know, that there was a huge difference between like a right-wing group, like the Coke, like Americans for Prosperity uh, and Sunrise Movement. And I'm right. fun, fundamentally, fundamentally, there's no difference. Not to me. Um, neither one of them um, disclosed their donors. Both of them spend uh, on election ads like super PAC, right? They do mailers, yeah. they do texting, they do get out the vote, knock, they knock doors, right? Um, right. And they're both funded by billionaires. Um, yeah. There's yep. only two differences. The first one is the amount. Yeah, you can obviously say that Americans for Prosperity, a much larger organization, a much older organization, spends a lot more than Sunrise Movement, um, yep. who's probably worth about 10 million in 2019. Um, but as far as we know from the whistleblower that, left sunrise movement earlier this year i'm not sure if you guys caught that he made the comment that sunrise movement gets like a monthly skype call with the white house uh so you can tell me who's got more influence uh you know really and you know and then of course the task forces right and all that kind of stuff so money isn't really everything either it's connections as well and you know the the point of it is is that fundamentally there is really no difference dark money is dark money is dark money um and you know it's all quite the same and it's not good that especially in a lot of these progressive circles is that it's excused like again like i said the first difference you can you can talk about the amounts that they spend and call that a difference Fine. right unilateral uh, disarmament right but the only but the only other difference is the excuses that we make to justify it uh because well, this it's is a problem with progressive with a lot of like with a lot of charities and nonprofits, right? Just, just the you know disclosure of money and who it's connected to and who funds things and stuff like that. I mean, you can look at a bunch of the top charities, you know, and they don't really do the things that they says on the tin because there's just too much money flying around those things to actually be useful, right? But, right. And and yeah, the right off and the write offs for the billionaires on top of it, which then use these things as right. vehicles for their own influence, but doing it through a charitable lens, which really, it's yep. gross in every way, shape, and form. Now, Makes it is it worse. wasn't Dustin Moskovitz also donating to the the uh, super PAC that uh, the pack that that funds the intercept? Is am, am I correct with that, or is that exclusively Pierre? I thought I saw Dustin's oh. name on there. Oh, 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 okay. So, oh, you're talking about not not super PAC the. Uh... The, uh, the organization, the, the Silicon Valley Community Foundation, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Moskovitz has a nonprofit. Now, I'm not exactly sure the exact structure of this relationship. I do know that Dustin Moskovitz and his wife, Carrie Tuna, have a nonprofit called Good Ventures, um, which on their tax forms is in the care of the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. So there is some link um silicon valley community foundation it does get funds from moscovitz right how much unknown 
right um the silicon valley community foundation is a large uh multi-billion dollar uh essentially it's a donor advised fund for silicon valley billionaires right uh they make these accounts they deposit their millions or whatever it is uh and then they disperse these millions to nonprofits through the community foundation right uh so again that's just an extra layer because the donation is going to go in the name of the donor advised fund uh so right. you can send five million dollars to someone uh or a charity without having to, like write a check you can donate five million to your uh donor advised fund get your tax write off immediately but you don't have to actually donate the money to the charity until whenever you feel like it so Eventually, you do feel like it, and you donate it to, uh, say, First Look Media. Um, that donation is going to come in the form of uh, the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. It's not going to have your name on it. So it just gives you another layer of protection as far as uh, your identity goes. Um, so that being said, we do know that Moskowitz has some a substantial relationship uh, to um, – uh, to the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. Now, how much money he's actually putting into it, that's unknown. Um, but yeah, Silicon Valley Community Foundation, yes, that's where uh, First Look Media, Pierre Omidyar's uh, uh, parent organization of The Intercept, so to speak, his nonprofit, or one right. of them, um, pretty much gets all of their funding through the Silicon Valley Community Foundation. Um, Again, it's like 50 million. It was like 50, 50 some odd million last year. Is that correct? Oh, no, 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 no. It was like 26. Was that, that was a two year filing. Right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. It's like, again, I, that's uh, yeah, something I think I was like back in April. So I'm not exactly sure. We'll be, we'll, we'll be getting new numbers relatively soon uh, because, again, we're getting up to that point to where 2020 taxes are going to be publicly available. Uh, late October, mid-November of this year, right? It takes about a whole year to get them out there. So we'll get updated numbers on that. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, it's just a bunch of, like, again, even the Intercept, right? And and look, I, I defer to the man that founded it or co-founded that the money isn't the problem. You know, who am I to say otherwise, right? But I still feel like it's relevant to report on it. So um, whether or not that's actually what the problem is with the intercept right now. Like again, Greenwald himself has said no. Sure. Uh, I still think it's relevant to their readers to know that they are asking you for money when they have plenty of it. Uh, you could stop donating today. The intercept is not going to go anywhere. And, you know, that's just the long and short of it. I it's only so that, they can but, call themselves independent. Yeah. I mean, that that's really the whole thing. It's a marketing gimmick. Uh, it, it's, it's really kind of gross. I know that even Ryan I mean, Grimm came out and said it. Well, it. well, well, we would have to we would have to give up our our, our status as an independent news organization. Yes, you would. That means they'd not. have to give up their tax exempt status. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Which, which is what makes the whole so, thing possible. Yeah. So it's not a write off. Which is, which is why, like again, like I, I've learned from journalists on how to do stuff, organizations on how not to do stuff. Like you know, I feel right. like them constantly kind of skirting around the issue of funding it lessens their you know it just lessens their their impact some at least for me personally i mean i just wish that they would just come out and say like okay dude we're not truly independent i mean 
but then it'd probably say, well, who the hell is, right? I mean, I guess, but that's why I, I want to build a model. Um, you know, look, the crowd, the crowdfunding model for independent media, it works. I mean, I know we're all in competition with each other and we're all fighting, not really fighting, but it, to be honest with you, like we're, we're making media for people that have the same budget that, that we do, right? Yep. I mean, and while so many of us are struggling to, you know, do that because we're not catering to the deep pocketed, like we don't have any big millionaires or billionaires funding us, right? We don't have, um, you know, I don't have a corporate sponsor, you know, I don't have, and I, and I don't want any, right? I, and I, I made the comment the other day, the Intercept could not literally not pay me enough to work there. Right. Um, and, and, it's, and it's just because like, I want when people, you know, eventually, you know, if this really does take off and, you know, a few years from now, I've made a career out of this. I don't, I, I want at least people to look at me as a, at least he tried to stay independent, like what independent as is supposed to be, right? Funded by the people that take in my content and that's it, period. Speaking you know, of which, I don't want, you, I, you mentioned doing the, you know, doing this full time. Uh, like, like me, I know that you, you also have a full-time job and a family and, and finding the balance and the time, uh, your family's got to be incredible. Your wife must be a, an absolute saint, uh, to, to, to share you with the rest of, of the community, just, just like mine is. Um, and, and by the way, hi to Nicole. Nicole's a, a volunteer. She works with, with Indie Left and she does all of our Instagram postings. She's here on the stream. So I just want to say hi to her, but, um, just how managing that balance, um, and, and how do you, how do you manage a full-time job where you have to be somewhere on site, but you're checking these things? How much of do you have automation coming at you? Are you, are you letting like bots and emails and that stuff help you as well? Uh, well, look, I mean, emails help. Emails definitely do, you know, FEC in general, the federal election commission, they have a notify system where you can, basically email anytime a PAC or candidate committee gets an updated filing, you can actually just customize your own list of committees. So anytime they get any kind of new filing released to the FEC, you'll get an email, you know, boom, right there. And you can just link right to it. Mm. Uh, yeah. All of this, that's, that's, that's quality of life stuff. I feel like if you're going to start doing this, uh, if you're going to start doing the, the campaign finance stuff, um, learning how to navigate the FEC website is one right but also quality of life while you're there make that email get on that email list get those notifications um now look i mean a lot of the public is like now like eventually now you you hit the wall where all the stuff from 2018 taxes 2019 taxes somebody's gotten to it right it's all been purported right uh so now you're just waiting and that's where it kind of uh, you start trying to cultivate sources, right? So you're sending out emails like, hey, maybe if I just ask, I can get it a little bit early, right? Um, uh, in, in, in the case where I've been covering the Colonial Pipeline spill, um, that's where really, you know, I mean, a, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, that's stuff I can check periodically. It takes me five minutes. I've got them all bookmarked as websites. It's just a few clicks, yeah. boom, it loads. I see what's there, nothing new. Move on to the next one, boom, boom, boom. If there is something there, I kind of set it to the side. All right, I'll work on that when I get home from work because I, you know, I got like five minutes. I'll go outside for a minute, scroll through, check the emails, 
check text messages and I'm back in there, maybe like 10 minutes, like, you know, but I can still do a little bit of work in 10 minutes, at least do a little bit of research. Um, and then, you know, eventually, you know, come back to it and then flesh it out and see if there's really anything there to write about. Uh, with the with the colonial pipeline stuff that involves talking to a bureaucracy right i'm hmm. talking to people that work for the you know north carolina department of environmental quality i'm working i'm talking or emailing with people that are working for the uh, u.s department of transportation's pipeline and hazardous safety materials administration uh you know i'm it, it's I'm, I'm trying to get in contact with people from colonial pipeline uh you know it, it, and, and, and it can get a little bit overwhelming again like because then much? it's like okay i'm not i'm not getting the information i need so now i've got to learn how to navigate the filing section of these agencies as well yeah. like not just like learning how to do the fec now i gotta learn how to navigate uh the phmsa's uh filing database and what all these numbers mean and what the hell is this you know like so i mean I, and again like i've had to teach myself pretty much everything other than the stuff like obviously i'm absorbing like a sponge from like you know, like the Ken Vogels of the world, who's like one of the great, one of the greatest campaign finance guys, you know, like Lachlan Marquet over at Axiom or Axius, I should say. Um, again, you, you look at other journalists and you learn how to do it. Um, you, 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 you know, you have to learn from the greats, you know what I mean? Like, just like, I feel like any, in any profession, if you want to get really good, there are people that blaze that trail already before you and, there's a reason why they're legends, you know, or really good or really successful. And I feel you have to kind of, you got to learn from them right? because there's, there's things that they are doing that are going to help you. And again, like it could just be as simple as, you know, the first time I saw somebody report on something from a tax document. Well, how the hell did you find that? You know? Right. Oh, and then they yeah. linked it like, Oh, okay. So I can just look on this website and find all of this. And then I just start typing in shit. I got yeah, people don't out, even like, realize it's this, available. What's, this was, mm -hmm. and and boom. I mean, I, and, and well, you know, it's available in a lot of cases. It's just the the biggest obstacle people have is that they just simply don't know where to look. Mm -hmm, uh, because right. while all the information is public, it's not really spelled out, and these agencies are not holding your hand, uh, showing you where their trove of documents are. A lot of times, it's tucked away nice and tight. So somewhere in the you know the footer of the website like a little fine print link for financials or something you know or or search this or whatever and you're like i didn't even know this was here and then you find it and it's drove of a bunch of stuff ironically that a lot of the reporters probably have already seen uh, but now that you know that it's there your job as a journalist becomes so much easier because now i can just check back uh every time you know every day if i want you know if it's updated daily like again november i'm gonna for the first time gonna be able to really dig through um labor unions uh for the first time i missed them last last year but once i found out the national education association uh dropped 17 million dollars into a dark money group uh that was spending millions in the 2020 election. Um, I was like, that just blew my mind. I was like, okay, so that's just one more thing that we've got to look into now uh, is the role that labor unions are playing uh, in all of this. And those will be out in November. So that's something to look forward to, you know, uh, and again, like 
I find this stuff like so interesting and I realize it that I, you know, I talk on and on about it and it probably bore half the people to death uh, because it's just like a bunch of numbers and this and a third, but what it all boils down to. And the reason why I find it important, I guess, to, to sum up is just that money makes the world go round, right? And, and not just the, not just the world, but our, our country, especially our politicians, everybody knows this. If you don't, if you, if you can't just admit this out loud, that, that one simple truth, I feel like you're deluding yourself. I mean, everything shakes uh, because of the money. And it's a constant battle of the wealthy trying to use their money for any advantage that they can uh, for influence, right? Whether it's, I'm going to be a top donor to this politician, or I'm going to start a super PAC and fund this and, and support this politician with millions that way, or I'm going to start a nonprofit and funnel it to this, that, and a third. Uh, there is a small portion of American citizens, the 1% of us, right, uh, that are constantly fighting amongst themselves uh, for financial control over our politicians. And not just that, but the messaging. Right. I feel like that's a huge thing. The narrative that you see around politics in America, in large part, uh, are funded by the people, the same people that are funding the politicians that they're talking about. It's just one giant PR battle. And it's all, you know, it, it all boils down to money in politics. No other reform will be possible. No other lasting reform will be possible. Not Medicare for all, not student debt forgiveness. Uh, not, um, you know, peace overseas, or, you know, the ending of the war machine, whatever, you know, however you want to put it, none of this is going to be possible until uh, campaign finance reform comes first. Yeah, we've, uh, we've got to get this. We got to get that dark yeah. money out. I mean, uh, until you get the special interests out, they won't listen to us. They're going to be listening to them. It's that we, it's just that simple. We got to stop the bribery. So, I mean, it's it's legalized bribery, the bottom line. Um mm -hmm. So uh, I want to be How respectful. Your... I, I, I know you told me you only had a little a, a little more than you know, 45 minutes an hour. Uh, we've already gone over an hour. <laughs> if you've got a few more minutes, I appreciate it. Uh, I definitely want to have yeah. you back also. But but Reef, look like you had another question. What, what, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I was for just a few wondering, more yeah, I was just wondering how much of your like journalism comes from comes from things like sources bring to you. Right. And like where would they bring you those things, you know, safely and you know well uh, i don't well so okay uh most uh most of the journalism i've done is stuff that i have found there i do have some people that you know may point me in the right direction sometimes as far as uh hey did you see this you know or did you have you looked at this today stuff like that um i feel like right now and i'm just going to be quite honestly like if we were talking about some like super sensitive like super super sensitive material um, yeah. you know, I would probably go through like a complete different channel that I don't even really like, I don't have like a signal or anything like that. Um, Telegram but, or something. Oh like yeah. But that would be a way that I would just go for that. Right. Like if somebody were to email me like Prot proton mail is good it's decrypted is good. But again, I feel like people would be more comfortable with an alternate way. I haven't had that scenario happen yet. Um, yeah. You know, so like if that somebody were to, hey, I've got something that I really, you know, and, you know, I would probably just, I would make that happen that way. Um, well, and reach out to your Twitter and, and, right, and just try like, to connect just gonna, directly yeah, exactly. through there, right? And just say, hey, like, yeah. you know, like there's something that I want to show you or I want to send to you. I don't feel comfortable, like, 
yeah talking through Which these channels do you like, want to meet at well yeah, exactly. <laughs> well i mean look yeah well but a lot of things is like especially like say say if there's anybody that happens to work at colonial pipeline out there and you're watching and you have a story to tell about your practices i would love to hear from you but yeah that, but that being said is that a lot of people might be scared to talk about that stuff over you know typical channels because i mean you're dealing with a multi-million dollar oil company you know you might you, you're dealing with your employment like a lot of these like yeah. a lot of times people won't speak out like i know that there's lots of progressives that work at these dark money groups that i cover um that are probably completely against uh how they operate and the people that are taking money from that are afraid to speak up because um not only would they more than likely lose their jobs right obviously but all these groups are connected you know sunrise way to win working families like they're, they're all part of the same circle and if you get fired from one blackballed from one you'll never get another job in the industry again right um and it's just that simple and that's why like people have to go so like painstakingly long without really knowing any of this stuff um but yeah like i look i do work for tips right so if anybody has anything that they want to send me like i'm always available i mean look usually things that i'm covering tax documents stuff like that aren't so sensitive that you know sending me something from an anonymous twitter account or emailing it to me wouldn't suffice uh if i feel like i was dealing with some like wikileaks level level shit you know what i mean then that's a different story Mm. Um, you know, so like that's a you know, I would just say that, like, definitely, if you got something crazy, like some crazy shit like that, you can definitely come to me, but just like check with me first, you know. Yeah, like whisper, whisper <laughs> don't send it through, before. don't send it through Twitter DM for sure, because no, Jack doesn't need God, to see that. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you've guys got like your code names and and your phrases ready, and but you know, yeah, well, well, look, before I go, I mean, I look, I know I've. I've probably been all over the place with what I've been talking about. Uh, but if there are anybody, if, if if there are any journalists out there or people that want to do what I do, maybe hell, hell, you might be better at it than me. Uh, but the best thing I can do is just tell you, learn your, your websites, right? Find your, your FEC, your SEC, your, you know, the office of government ethics, uh, find the clerk of the house, the clerk of the Senate. That's where you get your financial disclosures, right? Um, learn the IRS website, learn the uh, labor union websites, right? Like you, there's yeah. lots of databases well, that you need to learn how to navigate uh, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, that's your best me, friend because that's that's the well, learning me, curve. Go ahead, go ahead. Me and Indy have been have been thinking about trying to pull together, you know, a, an an independent AP of sorts that's a la carte funded and you know, you, you essentially like Robbie, if you were working with us, it would be you get a cut of that from a direct person who can send you on a path to look down a particular investigation, right? Right. You know, and you can figure out pricing between each other or whatever, right? And, you know, we the, the thing is, is that we need the journalists and the people to teach people willing to be journalists and yeah. stuff like that, which, you know, oh, I, I mean, too. I'm sure I can send them over to you, but... You know? I mean, yeah, I've got no problem with it because, like, to yeah. me, like, I, I feel like, I mean, I've, I've, I've examined this indie journalism space for like, kind of, I've been one of the quiet ones, right? Like, I've, I have slowly built up, you know, a nice, you know, base of supporters, which I'm grateful for. Um, but like my colleagues, right, like Nico, uh, you know, uh, Fee and Pasta, 
uh, you know, and even to an extent, you know, Steve over at Slow News Day, you know, and they've like their audiences have exploded, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, and I see so often uh, that our space is full of people constantly competing with one another. Um, right. When I feel like to a certain extent, I understand that we're all kind of, again, we're all fighting for the same cut of the pie. Like, again, those of us that are at least trying to make this as a career to, to support your family, you have to carve out, right, your own yeah. your own little section there. But also, I feel like as a whole, it would be so much better if we could get more cooperation. Uh, the only problem is now is that everybody is just so wrecked from – 2020 uh in 2019 the primaries that i mean we're in a tough spot quite honestly i mean you know i'm my key stuff right and you would expect that that would have been something everybody could band together against like hey we're the new independent media we don't need these guys anymore we can do it better we can actually be truly independent we can all band together and you know we can make corporate media obsolete because if everybody's watching youtube reading sub news msnbc cnn are irrelevant now um part of the part of the problem with that right now to me is that there's 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 a lot of like commentary you know channels that 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 are great and have great commentary but the sources they're getting stuff from is still you know we only can trot like we're getting it from AP or, you know, uh, like common dreams or like we're getting these little segments of, you know, and stuff from what, from you, the, 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 from the investigative side of the independent world, right. We, we get some lovely nuggets from, from you guys that we'll definitely take, but a lot of it, we don't have, we don't have the journalists out there in the field doing it. Well, that's where I come in, get the information we need. And that's where I come in. I find, I find the Robbie Yeagers. I find the Lauren Elizabeth's and the Judd Legumes. There are people out there doing this. They're not getting a big enough voice and they're being suppressed by the algorithm and they're being buried and they need, they need a home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and look, we're not going to agree with our contemporaries a hundred percent of the time. We're just not, you know, and, and, and we have to also understand that there's like a, a, the, the biggest rift, right. And I, it, it would be easy for me to boil it down to Jimmy Door, right? But that's not at all what it is. It's the people. Uh, he froze. Oh. <clears throat> he froze. Come back. The P. Come back, Robbie. They're the people suppressing who... his internet. Oh, no. Uh, this is what happened. His anger. Oh, he's uh, back. You're back. But I, I think we're Your back. internet. Yeah, you froze for a minute. You bit. froze. Okay, so I would just... I would just quickly say that, like, again, it's not, it doesn't, it's not all about, like, it would be easy for me to say this is all about Jimmy Dore, right? But yeah, nowhere even close. It would be like Jimmy Dore is, he's angry. And there's a, yeah. and, and he speaks for a lot of people that feel the same way as he does. Um, yelling at a section of Democrats, AKA the progressives, the justice Dems, whatever you want to call them, uh, that it, I mean, look, they have been a massive disappointment. But the problem is, is that the other half of the indie space that we occupy is also occupied by people that came from the Bernie camp, the Bernie wing, yeah. right? They got, they, they came up in the indie space covering Bernie Sanders, pushing Bernie Sanders. Uh, that was their yeah. band, Bernie right? Sanders and so now what, do, now what do you do? I mean, but, but what do you do now? I mean, are you, you can either stay authentic 
to yourself, right? And call things and be honest with your audience, or you can be authentic to your brand and deviate from uh you know what it was that you that got you started like it's more beneficial to be like hey man like i can't come on here i i used to i used to think tulsi gabbard was good right i can't come yeah. on here and really defend that shit anymore you know now no. and i would and i never will and i never will but you have to be able to say that out loud uh you have to yeah. be able to like look in like you just you just have to be able to say hey this was how i from the past things have happened things have changed bernie caved it broke yeah bernie caved exactly bernie caved it broke our hearts it is we have to figure out what what now so he's not going to save us it's on us to save us so what are we going to do that's that's why i built this this vehicle i built this vehicle to amplify independent media because i realized that the algorithm and the suppression is one of the big problems and there was no central place to find all of that other than TYT was trying to build that, but they were also gatekeeping at the same time where I wanted to build something that was a lot more open source type of thing that would get that would give everybody a, a real opportunity to, to be seen and to be heard. Uh, and again, well, yeah, and it's also like a, you know, a discussion like we can't just close off, you know, the discussion. I mean, these problems are not yeah. unless we unless we come to the table with honest discussion and not just be like oh you hung out with so and so sometime one time like whatever or you interviewed yeah, somebody like, i don't like like a day ago or, or a month ago dinner with and so and, you know anything you ever said is just completely you know from henceforth uh you know and that's the mentality that that's the mentality of that shit man we gotta work together that's why i'm really glad that uh what's happening here is happening you know i'm glad that indy as uh, you guys have got this show and that and when you know this aggregation you know that he, i mean he's stuck with it you know uh, you know because quite yeah. honestly i mean i was kind of surprised whenever it first started i was like okay i wonder well, we, you know we if, still if need this is gonna work on it but it, it's it takes a lot of knowledge and and effort and we still need web devs who are knowledgeable in multiple different platforms and you know like to to get the exact kind of things that we need we we have to have access to people who normally would be you know paid a living wage for doing what they do and and none of us have the funds to be able to pay people what they're worth right, right. now you know like right oh yeah so but but anyway i think we're yeah for I'd today if you like this podcast please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content, you can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at INDLeftNews and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.